always be like, man, I wish I would have been this far, this far. And God was like, bro, you would have been this far, but you wouldn't have been introduced that well. I wish I would have been this far, this far. Yeah, you would have been this far that fast, but you wouldn't have been in this mind state. So you would have been this far, but you would, you would probably would lose it all because of where you were at. Because of your indulgences, because of your vices, because, because of this stuff. So God, but, but like, I need to, I need to really make, I, can, I need to make sure. Look, God has equity in you, but he needs to make sure that, that he's investing in something that's sustainable for a long period of time. So you're like, God, why is this taking me so long to me to break through? God is like, look, if you don't let these situations break you, not only will you break through, but you, you're going to, when you break through, you're going to keep going up. That's why some people, it takes that, the, the roots, the rooting process, baby, takes a while. They're like, how long have you been rooted? How long have you been rooting yourself? It's like that bamboo tree that Les Brown talked about. That, and that analogy didn't really hit till it hit, till it hit, it hits, it hits more now. Like, yo, it literally takes six years underneath the ground, pouring its roots deep, 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 deep. And in a short period of time, it goes boom. And somebody says, yo, how did it go so boom? Because it had so many roots that once it was time for it to come out, it just sprouted out because it was already rooted. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Grand rising and priming powerful beings. Shout out to you. It's the Holistic Motivator. And today I'm going to be talking about paying with sweat equity. Paying the price with ex- sweat equity has to do with understanding that everything that you get in life, you're going to have to pay for it. Everything you get in life, you're going to have to pay for it. And one of the easiest ways to pay for stuff is with your sweat equity, is with your effort is with your pain, is with those long nights, is with those long days. It's literally you tussling and totaling at your dream and your goal. So you got to pay for it with sweat equity. Somebody says, I don't have equity to invest in my, in my business. I don't have money to invest in myself. I don't have, no, you got to pay with sweat equity. There's something in business that says doing things that don't scale. It means that you can't do this forever, but you got to do it right now if you're going to get to the next level. So keep tapping into this episode as I talk about paying it with sweat equity. So now what does that mean? Paying it with sweat equity. A lot of people want to be successful. But as soon as they face a challenge, they like, I don't know if I could do that. As soon as they have to be uncomfortable or they have to move back home or they have to downgrade in order to upgrade. Um, they have to let go of their ego. They have to go from a Mercedes Benz to a Yoda. They, they literally have to go to, from a from a nice car to a bucket, right? Um, or they have to go from a season of isolation, right? All of this is sweat equity. 
So there are seasons in your life where things are not going to be comfortable, but that's the process, right? A lot of people, they put success on the pedestal, but they don't want to stay in the process. And the reason why you people become successful is because they learn how to stick to the, through the process. So keep tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily about paying it with sweat equity. <laughs> this is a podcast and you can subscribe by going to edtalksdaily.com. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life, solidifying a holistic mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and in-tune spirit. So join us to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that will motivate you, inspire, and help you get to the next level, this podcast is for you. Let's get back to the subject. Paying it with sweat equity. First of all, we got to think about equity. What's equity? When somebody has equity in the business, it means that they put in something and there's a promise, like a note that says, because you put in this much effort, because you put in this much money, I'm going to give you this percentage and this percentage will pay you back this much in return. Sweat equity is about the same thing. It's like, yo, there's a promise for future gain based on current investment. Sweat equity is this promise for future gain based on your current pain. There's a promise for future gain based on you just growing through it. Somebody says, is the promise money always? No. Sometimes the promise is just peace. Sometimes the promise is just you you becoming more spiritual. Sometimes the promise is just like you literally being wiser, right? There's always a promise on the other side of what you invest. So somebody says, yeah, I really need, I want to get toned. I want to look real. I want, I want to look right. Look, you going there's, there's a investment you have to do, right? So what does that look like? That looks like almost like a schedule at the gym. Like, yo, two times a week, three times a week, four times a week, five times a week. That's the investment. That's the time it's going to take. And then there's, there's time and then there's effort, right? Investment has to do, it's like the time plus the effort and then the ongoing dedication. So somebody says, Look, I, if you're going to get equity in my business, not only do I need you to invest money, but I need you to invest time and I need you to have a certain effort. However, I'm not going to give you this equity unless you stay long enough. Mm, let's back up a little bit. So you need time, effort to get equity, but you got to stay long enough. So investment has to do with your time, your equity and staying long enough. A lot of people, they're willing to put in the time. They're willing to put in the effort, but the problem is they don't stay long enough, which means that they only stay there just like until it gets hard and then they're gone. They started that business, they stay there until it gets hard. They get in a relationship as soon as the person shows their true aspects, they all of a sudden, they're like, I can't hang around anymore, right? So that's why a lot of relationships are not built because people, as soon as I find out who this person really is, boom, they're gone. Right. So equity means if I'm going to give you 30 years in a relationship of my life, if I'm going to give you this much return on my business, if I'm going to allow you to, to do this and get that, you need to stay long enough. Sweat equity is I'm sweating, I'm tearing, there's bloodshed, but I'm going to stay long enough. So I want, I want us to say this. It's hard, it's difficult, but I'm choosing to stay long enough because on the other side of me staying long enough is my return. Let's let's go let's go into work. Let's go into work. Let's go into into college. Somebody's in college and they look, I need you to put in time. I need you to put in effort. And the person went to college. 
They put in the time, they put in the effort, but they didn't stay long enough to see it through, to graduate. I feel I'm that person. I'm the person who put in the sweat, who put in the blood, who put in the tears, and who went to school, who said, I'm never going to give up. And 2020 happened, and I stopped going back for it, and then I stopped. Now in 2022, 2023, I'm like, yeah, we're going back. Somebody said, you need a, you need a degree? I don't need a degree. But I remember when I was in, in school and I said, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to surrender. And I know that I'm going to have to stand in front of college students and speak. I cannot talk about the process if I stopped in the middle of it. So something in my head, in my mind, in my spirit says, Ed, you got to go back to school. So sometimes you got to go back to school, not because you need the degree on the other side, but you got to go to say that I finished it. You got to go back to that situation. Not because necessarily that situation is going to define you, but you need that see-through power. So sometimes you got to show yourself that you can see it through. Now, I'm not saying go back to school. I'm just saying this is my own circumstance. This is all my own situation. Because I remember when I was in college, I was listening to Eric Thomas, and he was like, man, I dare you not to go, get, go home. I dare you not to quit. He was like, man, I, 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 I sacrificed. I surrendered to, I gave, I, get, I invested too much to quit. Staying long enough is understanding that, yo, you invested too much to quit. Like, you legit, you sacrificed too much to give up. You, you, you literally put in too much equity. You put in too much time, effort, and energy for you to say, I'm just going to forego my benefit. So, all that money that I spent on that degree, all that energy, at least I got to get something from it. Somebody says it don't really matter for me, but it matters for them, though. If some kid at this college can hear me because some decision maker at that college chose me because I have some letters to my name, I'll get those letters. I want you, I want, I want to get, I want, sometimes you have to do stuff that will open up doors for you, not because that's, not because in your own effort, in your own idea, you, you think that's the only thing that's going to open up door for you, but because you strategically do that thing to open up the door. Because you know what keys open up which doors. And you have to know what wombs you want to walk into. So if you say, I want to walk into a college institution, you got to have a college degree sometimes. It, not saying you need it. Some people come back and do commencement speech and they didn't even finish college. Most, some of the most successful people come back and do speeches and didn't finish college. However, I want to work with these students. I want to help them with their mental health. I want to help them build a holistic lifestyle while in school. I want to help them utilize their, their degree to be able to add impact into the workforce. And if I'm going to do that, I have to get into the schools. And if I'm going to get into the schools, I have to put away sweat equity. Invest, sweat equity is such a great investment because it does not look at necessarily what you want. It looks at what will get you what you want. Okay, let me give you an example. Somebody says, you know what, I'm sick right now. I have cancer running rampant in my body. I have high blood pressure or I have, I'm diabetic or pre-diabetic or I'm just sluggish or I have arthritis and I need to do something to heal, right? I need to do something to transform my life. There, there are some, you might have to change what you eat. I'm not saying you don't like the conch. I'm not saying you don't like the shrimp. I'm not saying you don't like you, 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 you don't like the jerk chicken or the curry chicken. I'm not saying you don't like the grits. I'm not saying you don't like mashed potatoes, chitlins, uh, you, you name it. <laughs> I got greens, beans, potatoes, yams, rams, hogs, dogs, you name it. I'm not saying you don't love it. I'm just saying at some point, 
You have to love your life more than that. So investing with sweat equity means that even though I love this thing, I love me more. Sweat equity means even though I love this thing, I want more lifespan. Even though I like this food, I rather live at 80 and I can walk rather than be on a cane. I rather keep my two eyes rather than lose it. I rather keep my leg and my fingers. I rather be able to hold stuff rather than lose it. Sweat equity is a sacrifice. Somebody says, sacrifice today and live free forever. You see, I sacrificed a few years. There was a time where I said to myself, I'm never going, I am never going back home. So I went to college and I'm, I'm, I'm thriving off of all these scholarships and I'm doing my thing up until, up until, right? 5.2 GPA, I always say I went from a 5.2 to a 2.5, but I really went from a 5.2 to a 2.1. I'm telling you, summa cum laude to get out of the laude. <laughs> oh, that, didn't, that didn't rhyme like I thought it would. From summa cum laude to get your ass out of college, okay? So I went from summa cum laude, top of my class, to 2.1. Now, why? What, what was in between summa cum laude and 2.1? It was vices, y'all. Right? It was me making decisions, right? It was me having a whole bunch of Gettys and parties. It was me drinking and smoking. It was me procrastinating. It was me not healing. It was me ignoring the stuff that I needed to pay attention to. So what I discovered is I went from summa cum laude to 2.1 because I made some decisions that did not serve me. I went from summa cum laude to get out of laude 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 i like to party <laughs> i went from summa cum laude to laude laude i like to party to getting kicked out of college so now i discovered that in the middle of going from summa cum laude to laude de laude i like to party i had, I, I i got flunked out of college and then flunking out of college my isolation period allowed me to say, I need to grow here, and I grew here, Now I'm going back to school to graduate from school, not because I need a degree, but because I want to walk into college institutions, and I want to empower the same students because I know what they're going through. I know their pains. I know their struggles. I, I, know, I know the guilt. I know the shame. I know the procrastination. I, I know dealing with um, trying to pay for school, and you can't pay for it, and you have to work. And then now you're working too much and not focusing on what you have to do to go to school. So you came to school to go to school, but you got to work to stay in school because your parents aren't rich. And in fact, your parents ain't sending you a dime diddly squat and you got to make your own money. So you making your own money while you making your own money. You trying to handle the degree and you trying to make your own money. And now you make it. The money's taking over the degree. So now you're not really getting your degree done. Now you just focus on the money. I know how that feels like. So I want to take all of that. I want to package it up. With the gift that God gave me, with the ideas that God put in my mind, with everything I required in my isolation period, doing the things I didn't want to do, I'm going to bring that to them. Right? This is sweat equity. Sweat equity is your story. Sweat equity is your pain. Sweat equity is the things that you went through that made you better. And because you, you became better, you, was, you, became the byproduct of, of, you became the byproduct of your pain. And, and on the other side of your by, the byproduct of your pain is usually very, some products. That, that's why it says, look, people will buy your products if the byproduct of your pain is a product. But most people, they produce from pain 
oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. They produce from pain, oh, I'm never going to try that anymore. The byproduct of your pain is a product. That's what people buy your product when the byproduct of your pain is a product. It's deeper. Somebody says, yo, I'm not just selling a product. I'm, I'm, I'm selling a solution to my problem. So Sweat Equity says, I invested in myself and through these pains, I produced something inside of me that is so attractive and is a solution to many problems. So now the byproduct of my pain is a product. That's why people are going to buy your product. You, look, people buy products not because of the product, but because of the story of the product. So you know the story behind the product. What's you, the story behind you? Look, up until this point, you've been produced by, by a lot of the pain, by the redirections, by the realizations. Um, by, by the things you did against yourself. And I'm saying here, you have to invest your set equity. But, you, but, here, but here's, here's the formula, y'all. We, we need to put time in it. Equity. Time, effort, energy, sustained long enough. Time, effort, energy, sustained long enough. That's the sweat equity. That's how you, you, that's how you get your return back on your investment. Somebody says, what's an ROI on your pain? A book. What's the ROI of your pain? A speech. What's the ROI on your pain? A, a blueprint guide, a curriculum. What's the ROI of your pain? A product. Somebody says, my hair couldn't grow. Now I created a hair oil. My hair grew. That's a product. Somebody says, yo, I had this issue wearing these shoes and they just didn't work for my feet. God made my feet different than everybody. They came up with the better shoes. So the byproduct of your pain is a product. Usually the best products are the people who created the product to solve their problem. And it does not always have to be in the space of what I do, personal development, holistic. It doesn't have to be coaching or speaking. It can legit, legit be a thing. It could be an experience. I was so lonely and about and I couldn't find nothing fun to do. So I went out and created an event space. Now it's beautiful. Now I have the most entertaining events. Oh, I struggled to get my product to market. So I figured out how to do it. So now I created a system and a software to help other people get the product to market. Why is, why, is, why is products that come out of pain deeper? Because I'm not outside looking in trying to come with a solution for you. I went inside and, and I found I cultivated self to find a solution and I brought it out. And now you said this resonates with me. Those are products that, life, that last a lifetime. I'm telling you, y'all. When you went through it, somebody says, I, I, I went through that, you don't just hear it and be like, oh, I, I feel for you. No, 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 no. You, you hear it and you said, I feel that in me. I feel that. You, you know, when I got a call from my dad, she was like, man, just why don't you just quit your job? Why don't you just quit your business and come move back home? I was like, bro, I'm not doing that. And then one time I had to make the call myself. I was like, dad, I don't think I can stay in my car anymore. Are you? I, this not work for me. They just repoed it. No, they didn't repo it till I got home back home. I was like, yo, I don't think I can stand. Look, and God does amazing things too. I would have moved back to my car and left the crib up until I probably I don't know what would have happened after that if they didn't take the car from my crib. So I moved back home. The next day, my car gone. It's like God saying, I need you. I need you to sit your butt right here. And in the next two years, y'all, on the other side of all of that embarrassment, right? A lot of people say you're not. But I was like, yo, I, I had the townhouse. I had this at a young age. And I lost it because I screwed up and I had to go back home. And like, oh, man, I feel so down and about my confidence going down. And I was like, yo, you know what? God is isolating you for a reason. When I moved back home, I realized that there were so many childhood issues that I, I, I was running away from. I was not just running away from somebody saying, oh, man, why don't we just get a job? I was running away from 
everything, anything that made me feel incompetent, anything that like that made me feel like yo indifferent to my family, and I had to deal with that stuff because I had to be around them. I had to come back home and have to be a grown kid man used to like living his own life to like yo there's a curfew. I'm like, what do you talk about, man? This I don't have a curfew at my own crib. Yo, when I paid the bills around here, nobody would talk about no light. I was like, damn, damn, this is so this is how this is why I didn't want to come back. But on the other side of that, bro, it was so much healing that I, I didn't look healing doesn't happen because you want to do it. Sometimes God's gonna take you out of a situation, get you to be in a situation you don't want to be in, and God's gonna be like, sit your butt over here and heal. <laughs> You're like, Lord, I don't want to do that. I'm like, sit your butt over here and take this lesson here. You hear? I was like, okay. So now God said, why do I keep saying God said? And here's the thing. A lot of people, they love the God did, but they don't like the God said part. God did, but when God said, you didn't do. So that's why God didn't did. <laughs> so God said, I need you to sit your butt here and grow and heal. And then I'm going to take you back out and I'm, I'm going to give you another chance. And now all of a sudden, it's like doors are opening up for me. And God is saying, like, now is your time, Ed. Okay. You've been here, like this helped you build your business. Now this helped you be able to build your business where you didn't have to worry about so much. Like you, you have to pay rent, you have to pay electricity. You have to. You literally was meditating, uh, learning how to cultivate your own food. Literally spending t like literally, you could you could go anywhere and you could learn from all these teachers and not have to worry about. Okay, you could go travel. God is like, yo, I'm legit going to save you some hassle because you think that you have to be 25. And this was happening between 25 and 27, like the last three years or 24, whatever. Guys like, yo, you think you need to you need you need to have everything right now like your friends do. No, you don't need to have everything right now like your friends do. You only need Mercedes Benz and apartments and all those girls. In fact, those are the very distractions. The so guys like, yo, I need you to stay away from that. It's gonna be kind of embarrassing because you know you might not even wanna bring a you might not even wanna date anybody. Because you might feel a certain way. And I did feel like that. So I didn't date anybody. But guys said that's part of the plan too. You not dating somebody is part of the plan. I need you to isolate yourself to discover yourself. So that way when you do start dating somebody, you're dating that person. Guys is like, yo, you're dating them. Not your childhood trauma dating them. Not your unhealed version dating them. Not your, your body dating them. Like, you're dating them. Like, you're not, you're not dating that girl because your penis is not, let's just say it in proper terms. You're... I'd say it a different way if I was with the homies. You know, I'd say it very different. But I'll say it PG. You know what I'm saying? Your carnal self. Your carnal, your carnal self is not dating that person. You're dating them from a spiritual place. Right? All I'm trying to say is everything happens for a reason once you can see it. So these, this is what I'm talking about. Sweat equity. This is what I'm talking about, bruh. And what I discovered was... Something amazing happens when the process is delayed. When the process is delayed, you get better before you... I was like, yo, I always be like, man, I wish I would have been this far, this far. And God was like, bro, you would have been this far, but you wouldn't have been introduced that well. I wish I would have been this far, this far. Yeah, you would have been this far that fast, but you wouldn't have been in this mind state. So you would have been this far, but you would, you would probably would lose it all because of where you were at. Because of your indulgences, because of your vices, because, because of this stuff. So God, but like I need to, I need to really make, I need, I need to make sure. God don't want to lose. Look, you think you don't want you. God is investing in you too, because God said, I'm not going to come here and interfere in human business without humans. That's what God said. 
He said, did God say that? Read the word. You know, he said, in the, God is like, yo, I, I'm going to put the Holy Spirit in these beings so they can do my work. So God's like, okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to interfere in this planet without using humans. But you know what? I don't want to invest in certain humans that is going to not use my investment long enough. Let's say you invest in a business. Wouldn't you want to eat from that business 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years? Somebody says, I put an investment in that business, but it's going to go down in five years. Like I invested in, in Dogecoin, but Dogecoin is no longer, Do Dogecoin have been doged, dodged, right? Now you're like, no more Dogecoin, right? God don't want you to be a Dogecoin, right? God wants you to be a, a sustainable long-term investment. So God has equity in you, but God's like, I need to refine my investment. Look, God has equity in you, but he needs to make sure that, that he's investing in something that's sustainable for a long period of time. So you're like, God, why is this taking me so long to me to break through? God is saying, look, if you don't let these situations break you, not only will you break through, but you, you're gonna, when you break through, you're going to keep going up. That's why some people, it takes that, the, the, roots, the rooting process, baby. It takes a while. They're like, how long have you been rooted? How long have you been rooting yourself? It's like that bamboo tree that Les Brown talked about. That, and that analogy didn't really hit till it hit till it hits hit, so it more now. Like yo, it literally takes six years underneath the ground, pouring its roots deep, 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 and in a short period of time, it goes boom. And somebody says, "Yo, how did it go so boom?" Because it had so many roots that once it was time for it to come out, it just sprouted out because it was already rooted. There, there is a power in rooting. There's a power in rooting. And part of rooting, there's, there's, a, there, there, there's something about, there's an analogy, not analogy, but there's a parable about the, 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 the plants, the seeds, and the weeds. So it was asked, how would the kingdom of heaven be? And he's like, well, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a, a farmer who planted many seeds. And, and among those seeds, there, there was thistles, thorns, and weeds. Um, so all those were left until harvest time. The, the, both the seed and the thorns and the thistle and the weed, all of them was left in one place. And, you know, God said, why, why, it's like, why wouldn't you just get rid of the weeds? The guy said, well, well, if I take the weeds out, I might get rid of some of the seeds. So best we let both the weeds and the seeds grow together. Come harvest time, we'll harvest out the seeds. We'll toss out the weeds. Right, that that seems pretty pretty logical. Of course, God was talking about the kingdom of heaven. Sometimes, God will let you grow along thistles, thorns, and weeds, not because He doesn't He wants to stunt your growth or He doesn't want to see you grow. Or does, no, simply because God understands that if He takes out those weeds too soon before the harvesting time, and if He takes them out for you, you don't learn how to be resilient against the weeds. And what God knows is weeds are persistent, and even past the harvest, come next season, when your seed seeds have bare fruit, there will be more weeds. And if you have not learned to be resilient in the midst of seed weeds, your seed will die off.
thing is going to take a while. But in the process, make sure you're enjoying the, the, the benefits of the leaves. Make sure you're eating off of the, 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 the fruits. The, the, like, yo, I always say this. Some plants, they take a while to bear seeds. But why, they, they take a while to bear fruit. Because they have to be sprouted, they have to grow, they have to grow, they have to grow. Like, for instance, this mango tree, this avocado tree, it took them years for it to become a place where they can actually bear fruit. But in the process of it, even the leaves have nutrients. So somebody says, do I have to wait until I can eat off the fruit? No, no, no. Make sure you're boiling the leaves, baby. Make sure you, you, you know that these leaves are all medicinal. The mango is good for what? High... High blood pressure. See this mango leaf? High blood pressure. Steam that thing up. Pew. Look, so many different leaves of plants, before they bear fruits, they have their benefits. Now, let, so what am I talking about? Somebody says, do I need to wait for me to be a success to, to talk about it? No. You need to be talking about it right now. Somebody says, yo, Ed, uh, do you need to be number one in the... Come on, bruh. Yo, what makes you number one is not the fact that you're known. It's that in your mind, you know who you are. Every single day, you show up as who you are. You're like, yo, every day I'm going to make content. And I'm going to do it in the process. I'm going to literally do it in the process. I, was, I started my podcast in 20, um, 2017. Yeah, 2017, I started the podcast. And it wasn't like this. Right? I was talking differently. You could hear it in my voice. But it was, a, it was it's a process, it's a journey, and every part of your process has a nutrient for somebody. Can I get, can I get an amen out here? Every, every single part of the process got a nutrient for somebody. In fact, somebody might be in, more empowered by your story in the process than your, part, your story at the pinnacle of your success because there's a distance between the pinnacle of your success and their process. What I mean by that is most people tell you how they made it, but how you're making it is just as significant. So sweat equity is not only meant to be, you're not only meant to get the benefits of it, at the end of it, you're supposed to be eating off the leaves the whole time. The whole time, you, that's what the journey is. The whole time you're eating off the leaves. The whole time you're supposed to be eating off your gift. Not just when you become the best. The whole time you're supposed to be enjoying what you do. Not just when you become a success. The whole time you're supposed to be enjoying it. Not just when you've healed, but as you're healing. The whole time you should be benefiting from what you're doing. Somebody says, should I only feel good when all the weight have lost? Should I only feel good when I've healed from this disease? Should I only feel good when I've healed from this disease, when all this weight have lost, when I've gotten to the... The whole time is the process. In fact, there are more details in the process than the pinnacle of the success. Because the pinnacle of the success usually says, look how I did it. The process usually is how I'm doing it. So sweat equity is documenting the process. Somebody says, how do I document the process? Document the process looks like sharing your story. Formulating in content. Organizing your content because your content become products. And then, so somebody said, your ad. I see you, I see your content, I love it, but it's not that popular. I'm like, cool. That's only making me more hungry. It's only making me more, look, I'm getting so hungry. I was like, you know what? Some people, they started Instagram six months ago. 20K, 40K, 
probably off of one viral video. I started my Instagram 12, I don't even know, 10 years ago. I started to be serious about Instagram six years ago. I was creating reels before reels was reels. My reels never blew up yet. I'm t I w what I mean by that is I was putting audio behind clips way before as a personal trainer. I was putting motivational speeches behind clips and turning it into short form content since Instagram had 15 second slots since they first introduced videos. I was doing reels before reels. My reels didn't blow up then. It, it didn't blow up now. But get, guess what? Because it's not blowing up, it's making me so hungry. So every day I'm like, I'm going to get so good. Look, you have to become so good that the world can't ignore you anymore. You have to become so good that even if the algorithms don't promote you, people will come and find you because you've been, you became so good. So I'm getting to my point where it's like, bro, if I can't blow up online yet, at least I should blow up offline. Like, yo, if I can't blow up an Instagram, right, I need to go blow up in these college institutions. If I can't blow up on Instagram, I need to go blow up in that high school. If I can't blow up on Instagram, I need to blow up with that football team. The other day, I were, I'm doing DoorDash and Uber Eats because your boy got multiple streams, right? And I, and I do whatever I, I need. I do whatever it takes to make my dream become a reality. And this young bull, probably like 18, 19, he just graduated from college or maybe graduated from high school, probably still in high school. He was like, yo... What's up, Ed? I'm like, where I know you from? He's like, yo, you came to you came to do Qigong with my football team. I was like, bruh, you see, people don't have to know you on social on Instagram if they know you in real life. I was like, you know what? I need to talk to more football teams. I need to work with more nonprofit organizations. I need to work with more more nursing associations, more institutions and corporates. I was like, yo, what's gonna make me? What's gonna help me blow up is the fact that I don't blow up. What's gonna help me blow up is the fact that. I don't get these views because then I'm not worried about those views. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm worried about those hearts. I'm focused on getting into those schools. I'm focused on getting into those corporate gigs. I'm focused on creating that curriculum. I'm focused on writing my book. So I was like, yo, if Instagram ain't giving me the platform, I'm going to go create my own. I'm focused on building my space in the metaverse. I'm focused on building my own community. So I discovered. There's, there's two ways to look at sweat. One person says, sweat is a nuisance. Oh my God, I'm sweating. Another person says, sweat is a savior. Oh my God, I'm cooling. Let's go back. The purpose of sweat is not to nuisance. It's not a nuisance. Sweat is here to say, this is what your body need right now, either through dehydration, heat, and I need to calm down the heat. Sweat is saying, this is what your body need right now, and he's giving it to you. So nobody says, oh my God, I'm sweating. I hate sweating. Well, do you like dehydrating to death? Do you like being heated up to... So, your pain, your sweat, is actually exactly what's going to help you transcend the situation and get better. So I was like, yo, I'm getting so hungry. Because guess what? Some people become a caricature of themselves as soon as they make it. Because they're so hungry about making it, they never found who they were. Here's what I mean. What's a character of yourself? I've seen a trend where one person made a trend, the trend blew up. Instead of staying true to who they are, they now only do things for the trend. 
So they do not become authentic. They become what people expect them to be because they never discovered who they are because they blew up too fast based on a trend. I'm not saying not to keep a theme. What I'm saying is at least make sure that that theme is in line with the message that you really want to share. So somebody says, I only make those types of videos. Is that all you want to make? Or is that just what helped you blow up so you're not trying to stay up there? So now you're not really becoming a true version of you. You're not evolving. You're, you're like, Yo, I only do comedy. I only do these type of skits. No, bruh. We're not one facet human beings. You don't just do one thing. You have other things in you, but you're like, man, I don't know. So now you're becoming a character of what they expected you to be because that was to help you blow up. But once you blow up because of what God told you in the dark, you're going to always bring to light what, what, what's inside of you. And you're not just going to do what everybody expects of you. Oh, I expect this person to do this type of video. So if they don't do it, I don't like it. Now, this person only does that type of content. Those types of content creators only are here for a season. And they might be blowed up. I am not here for a season. I'm here up until God says... Good work. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. And then I'm gone. I mean, I'm here till I die. And I'll be here till I die. I'll be who I am till I die. And God is saying, if you're going to be who you are till you die, you got to stay authentic to it. You got to invest the sweat equity into your books. You got to invest the sweat equity into your speeches. You got to invest your sweat equity into other people's lives, into programs, into businesses. And that's how I'm going to elevate you that's my plan for you my plan is to elevate you to begin with but i need you to invest my equity god already want to elevate you but guys like bruh what you do what you doing all you smoking weed and playing games all day bro what you doing you you're in the incognito you know that you know i can see you right <laughs> incognito you know i can see you what are you doing what are you doing? You, you know that's your chi, right? You wasting your chi on what? Man, I need you. I need all that chi. I need that power because you can't be wasting that. So God is like, bruh, I, I don't like that. I need you to evolve. So in your mind, you're like, man, God don't like me. I'm not successful. I just suck. At some point, I thought to myself, is it me or is it the algorithm? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a tough question. I was like, you know, it's partly me. I had to take I took some responsibility because the truth of the matter is it's not just the algorithm. I can't make different pieces of content that can blow up more, of course, right? Because everybody don't want the same content, even though I think it's good. What I think is good is not what everybody thinks is good. And it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks is good. What matters is what the message is. But I can package the message differently, right? I, I can SEO the message differently. I, I can share the message more, right? I can put the message in different platforms. So I was like, is it me or is it the algorithms? That is like, it's a little bit of both. But it's a lot the algorithms because you're not the only one. So I was like, okay, 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 okay. So if it's if it's the algorithms, and it's me, I can't change the algorithms, but I can change me. So God is like, oh, if the algorithms don't work for you, change you instead of try to change the algorithms. Change where you're speaking instead of try to change the algorithms. So now I'm shifting into. It's not me, it's the platform. It's not just me, it's the platform. And if I find another platform to perform, I'm going to be successful in it. So I said, 
Hmm. I focus a little bit more on TikTok. I said. I'm going to focus more on YouTube Reels. I said, I'm going to focus on LinkedIn too. I said, not only am I going to focus on those, but I'm going to focus at IRL, IRL in real life. I'm going to make the social media social. I'm going to be talking, I'm going to be engaging with people on the street. I'm going to go back to what people stopped doing. Workshops, seminars. I'm going to go back to coaching people in the park. I'm going to do live speeches. Right? I'm going to do real live classes. God said, if it's not working for you offline, master your city. Look, if you if you want to be known around the world, you got to be at least known around your city. So guys like, yo, oh, you want to be global. Huh? Okay, you want to be global. At least, here's my, here's my tagline. Hustle local, think global. Hustle local, think global. Do things that don't scale locally, scale it globally. So what I mean by that is find strategies to get yourself out in your city and replicate those strategies to get yourself out in other cities. So you're like, yo, this worked in Miami. How can I replicate it in Georgia, Texas, New York, California? Succeed in your city first. Let, let you walk around Miami and people be like, oh, that's the holistic motivator. So, I'm like, oh, and God is like, and I'm like, but God, I'll keep procrastinating on this stuff. God's like, yeah, I know you keep procrastinating on it. Why? Because you're distracted. You're distracted. Stop being distracted. Right? It's simple. Stop being distracted. Focus. So, blow up in your city. Think hustle local. Think global. Hustle local. Think global. What I mean is do things that don't scale in your city, then scale it in other cities. That's how you invest your self-equity. And that, I'm talking about, you are the CEO of your life. You are the chief executive officer of your life, but you're also the investor. And God is an investor. And then he got angel investors all around you, guiding your steps daily. And you getting these intuitive hunches. I ought to do that. I ought to go over there today. I was like, man, I ought to start studying with the greatest motivational speakers. And next thing you know, Les Brown is like, yo, I'm coming to Fort Lauderdale. I was like, let's go. Right? I'm like, I need to go back. For some reason, the other day, something in my mind says, you need to go back to school. I was like, why do I need to go back to school? I don't even need college. God was like, yeah, but you remember when you said you're never going to quit? You really think you're going to go up and, and talk to college students about not quitting and you stop going to school? You think that's going to work? They're going to ask you, well, did you get your degree? Guys like, yo, you can't go to college institutions not having your degree and talking about resilience. I was like, oh, right. So you're like, right. I don't necessarily want it for, to boost my self-esteem or ego or to get somebody else's confirmation or affirmation. But I do need it because this is a college institution. And this is where most people, young youngins, go to actually make something better of themselves. And if you can actually impact those young young people at those schools, you can actually create a massive impact in the world. So guys like, yo, I need you to be in colleges. I need you. Look, I know you know what the matrix is, but to save the matrix, you got to play the matrix. Guys like, okay, you know what gets you in the door of the matrix. Use it. So hunches will come. Obedience must follow. Intuition happens. Obedience must follow. 
Once you are obedient to what God told you in the dark, he surely will bring it to light. God will open up doors for you that you never thought would be open. And the reason why he opened them is because he said, you're ready. And you prove to God that you are worthy, you are ready when you are ready. You prove to God you are ready when you say, I'm going to let that go so I can grab onto what you're getting. Because like, bruh, somebody's college without intention can be a waste. Because you're just drifting on the ocean shore of life. You really don't know what you, but college with very, with an intentional mindset can be so beneficial. Because college says, this is how the matrix works. Go work it. Not always though. Once you, okay, here's what I mean. When you're in college just to get a job, you don't really know what's happening. When you're in college to create jobs, you know, because there are some structures I learned in school that is implemented in all those corporate institutions. That is implemented in all these things. I'm like, oh, college teaches you how to work in the matrix. If you're conscious, it's great to be in college. Because now you, you can see through all you can see through all of it. And then something else said in my mind, I was like, bro, what if you can be a college professor while you build your business? Something in my mind said, look, Ed, you can legit you can do what you love to do in front of a live audience two times, three times a week if you get a degree. So this is what I'm saying. And shout out to you, Just Giving Game. Trust your intuition, man. If it's something in your mindset, if something in your spirit says go to college, man, do it. Now, on the other side of that, God said, and I keep saying God said, because I really feel like God's been talking to me in so many different ways. You know you can actually take this college stuff and heal people too, right? It's like, you know you could become an acupuncturist. I was like, yeah, I can become an acupuncturist. Shifted for me. I was like, yo, I, yo this, this, this is just another tool right here. This is just another way for me to help heal people. This is something I could... Boom. I, I make... You know what? I made this, this... This decision is so strong right now that after today... I'm going to go fill out a college application. In fact, God already told me, look, you went to FAU? They didn't treat you right. Go to another school. Go back home. Go to FIU. You went to, you left your city, went to another city, you went to that school, they didn't treat you right. Go, go back home. Come to Miami. I'm taking, my, I'm taking my talents to FIU. I'm taking my talents to FIU. I'm taking my talents to Miami. God is like, bro, on the other side of this investment is going to be a story. On the other side of this investment is going to be a platform. On the other side of this investment is going to be something that you're proud of. And you're, the money you already spent, that you got nothing for it, nothing to show, you're going to make it worth it. The pain you already invested, that you got nothing, you're going to make something out of it. So I'm just trusting it and I'm taking action. That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator. I don't appreciate everybody for tapping in. I just want to remind you that, listen, God put something in you that only you can reveal, and you just have to make that thing happen. Let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Remember, you have the unlimited power in you to reveal your gifts, to reveal your light, to turn your sweat equity into equity.
to turn the sweat into equity, to get something out of your investment. But you got to believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, they will forever miss all your talents, all your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. Remember, let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Peace. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.